Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to have a beer with an ear and another ear. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and we are returning to the Booker Shortlist today with Glory by Noviolet Bulawayo. And apologize in advance for every word I'm going to say wrong, including the word apologize I just said wrong. Apologies. <laughs> uh, and Nate's starting with a beer. <laughs> I'm not sorry for this. This is Wild Little Thing by Sierra Nevada. This is a slightly sour ale with guava, hibiscus, and strawberry. And this is because this book is slightly based on Animal Farm and all the characters are animals. Though they are all domesticated animals and not wild animals, but the dogs are pretty wild. There are some wild animals, which always confuses me in these animal books. Is like, how do you tell which animals are the animal animals and which are the human animals? It's like, because there's birds, like actual birds, and uh, apparently lizards are also maybe still feral. I don't know. I mean, it's a mammals thing. <laughs> anyway, this is nice. It's not too strong. It's a little bit, little bit sour. Definitely tastes like strawberry. I had this one other time before on some episode long into the past and or future. Don't remember. We'll never know the truth. To the list. <laughs> it was on Hidden Bodies number two. Oh, okay. There ages we go. ago. Yeah. Nate, did you say there were dogs in this book? <laughs> Who let them out? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's, what's the name you, you might call a dog if you don't actually know its name, but Doggo? Like, here, Doggo. If you're Australian, no you call Yeah, exactly. You're like, hey, Doggo. Bad. Or doggery doos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, this is a double IPA called Doggo from Finback. That's it has dogs on the on the art like it's very weird because their art is usually like minimalist shit. And these are just pictures of dogs, and it's a double IPA drive with Kohatu, Citra, and Simcoe, and it is nine percent alcohol, and it's very good. Okay, now this so book back- is about animals, right? And there's a <laughs> there's a there's a horse president. There's two horse presidents, but in a row at some point at some point in the past they must have had a kitty king. <laughs> Oh, fuck, it sprayed everywhere. <laughs> oh, I deserve that, I guess. <laughs> this is Kitty King from Beer Tree Brew, and it's a 10.5%, and there goes the rest of my day. Good thing we're recording this just after noon. <laughs> this is a triple IPA, and it is pretty goddamn good, and it's strong. I'm going to feel it later when I take it. And you know it's also PM. strong. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Violence in this book. Yeah. So this is... Uh, I think the second to last Booker shortlist one we're, we're doing, not that we did them in any particular order uh, for 2022. We're doing and as the of order ne- that we read them in. Well, yeah, the order like, <laughs> the order where we thought we could read the shorter ones and not have to read the long ones. <laughs> and then, fuck, we still had to read some long ones. Uh, but we are, we're reading this about a, a month, not quite, before the winner is announced. So we're trying to figure out if we could predict it. And, man, I hope it's not this one. So... Uh, this book is a satire of the 2017 coup against Robert Mugabe. And if you knew anything about that, you did better than I did, because I had to read a lot of Wikipedia to get context. It took me half the book to figure, like, because they talked about the Zulus. And I was like, oh, I thought that was South Africa. But they're not talking about apartheid. So it can't be South Africa. I wonder if it's Zimbabwe. And then I looked it up. And then I was like, oh, yep, it has to be. So, this book is, the characters are all animals. It's kind of like Animal Farm, but not, and also not as good. And it 
mean, seriously, I mean, we could say get to the end there, but like <laughs> the animal part didn't have to happen. It didn't make, it didn't add anything to the book. Yeah, I, I, have, I have ideas on that. So it was just we'll say it at the end. Yeah. So it starts off with like basically a big um, rally for the then president, the father of the nation, who is supposed to be Robert Mugabe. And old he, horse. Well, he's an old horse. Because of his I dick wonder if size. he was named. <laughs> I wonder if his name was Old Horse when he was young. It was. That's when he was just Colt. <laughs> Real case of a was it nominative determinism? <laughs> if you name your child Old Horse, that's what he will become. Yeah, <laughs> a furry, <laughs> a geriatric furry. So there's a big rally, and he's old and like senile. Like he's not even present his brain is porridge it's he's got a old horse brain like there's a reason you shoot them when they're he's ready for the glue factory (laughs) he's just like i wonder what jello is made of (laughs) it's horse bones (laughs) isn't it horse bones i think it it is is. yeah i think it's i think it's pig bones it's it's the hooves a better flavor But what about kosher jello? <laughs> Can't be pig bones then. <laughs> kosher jello is horse bones, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like Hebrew National. It's like the Hebrew National of jello. <laughs> so uh, they, they're at this big rally, and it's kind of revealed like, man, this guy's a dictator. He's been in power forever. Like nobody even remembers it's when been he wasn't 40 around. years. It's a generation and a half. You know, it's, it's, he's been around, and, and he rose out of the Great War for Freedom or whatever the fuck they called it. Liberation. The the Liberation Revolutionary War thing they did. And now he's old as fuck. And everyone's just like, we still got to go through with this shit because he's going to be the president forever. And you meet for a little while there his wife, who's a a donkey, right? She's a donkey, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Sweet Mother. Got that sweet, sweet ass. And (laughs) And all of these things are basically event by event what actually happened in Zimbabwe. I looked at it and I was like, oh, shit, this this is all real. Like, it's, it's so absurd in its context. We're like, this, these are real things. Except for the stuff at the end. Uh, yes, except for that the... Was, that was yeah. Zimbabwe fan fiction. But yeah. the, most <laughs> My of the favorite book, genre of fan fiction. And the old horse afterlife scene. So That too. Most of the book, though, are like real events from Zimbabwe's history told through animals. Uh, so yeah, first there's the, the president, old president named Old Horse, and then there's a scene from his wife, his much younger wife, who is trying to angle her way to become the next leader because she just feels like she deserves it, which really did happen in Zimbabwe. And so they actually like get rid of the vice president and sort of like start to make her vice president, though not quite. And so the old vice president, he's now like, not quite exiled, but, and then he gets, and then roughly a few months later or a year later, though in 2017, there's a coup that literally the generals in the army get rid of Mugabe and then put the vice president into office. And in the book, his name, he's another horse named Tuvi, but his real name, (laughs) his real name is something I don't remember. Emerson something. Emerson, another word that I, I'm going to pronounce wrong, so I don't know. But the but for a second, the wife tries to have the vice president get killed, and they kill everyone else in his car but him. Yeah, there is an, there's definitely an assassination attempt. They try to kill him. They fail. I mean, but it's luckily, the easiest it, thing to do with a horse. This is where the analogy falls around. <laughs> well, like you was, shoot they, them they, when they cra- they're on the ground. They <laughs> crashed his hard. car, but luckily he ran away because he had more horsepower than his car did. Ah. <laughs> And that's uh, uh, and then <laughs> yeah oh his name so, is 
Oh man, I'm not even gonna try to say that, man. Is it yeah. M C and N and then Mananga Manangagua? Oh man, I can't do that. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> dictator. Sweet, sweet dictator. I'm still because don't reality, take it out on me. In reality, he's still there, right? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. That's what I thought. Which is why you know that the end of the book This was only five years ago. Yep. Yeah. He is still I mean, he's a lot of old fucker. Oh my god, he is an old man. He can't be around for much longer. Right? Uh, so one weird thing about this book is they're kind of—I mean, I guess there's a main character, except there's the person Zimbabwe. I would I would most say is the main character isn't even introduced until halfway through the book, and then she dies about seventy-five percent into the book. So she's only the main character for she's, a bit in the middle. For a book that's a giant allegory, I think she's more of an allegory than anything else in the book. Like, she represents, like, the, a generation of Zimbabweans. Yeah. But it's also the most, that her part is the most personal, I guess, and feels more like a character having a story than just, let me tell you about Zimbabwe in animal farm form. Anyway, so it goes back and forth. Uh, the, all the army, they're all dogs. Like, literally. It's like Pink Floyd. <laughs> and animal farm. The dogs were the enforcers, but then true. Yeah. Uh, so they're all they're all, and so anyway, the top generals they get rid of Mugabe, also known as Old Horse, and put in Tuvi, and then Tuvi is like, "I'm president now, but only temporary. We're gonna have elections. We're gonna do this legit." And there's free a which hashtag free and fair elections. You know, they 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 schedule elections, and he's going out trying to get investors. He's like flying out to the rest of Africa to other places to try and get investors because their economy is totally fucked because of uh, stuff Mugabe did. But nobody's investing in Zimbabwe, no matter how much he goes and tries to like plead with people. Not that not that surprising. Uh, oh, but that's that, that's sure why it's never. It's always the prince of Nigeria that gets your mind. It's never the <laughs> prince of Zimbabwe. He's a deposed <laughs> prince of Nigeria. <laughs> Just uh, Zimbabwe, because okay, so Zimbabwe had m- many crises. One is the giant financial crisis where the government just like they decided to just print a shitload of money. Which Didn't they have, like, to, the worst hyperinflation So ever? they had 200 million percent inflation, literally. Two, and, they, and they printed like 100 <laughs> trillion notes, 100 trillion Zimbabwe dollar notes. Like, one buy, bill was 100 and trillion of whatever And, and, and it could buy is. you a stick of gum. And it's less than a dollar U.S. 100 trillion of theirs monies. <laughs> Is a hundred is less than a dollar US. Might be less than fifty cents. So like that's how bad it was. Among other things, that seems like a lot. And so two V, he's like out. He's trying to convince investors to come to like help the economy. It doesn't really work that well. Well, he's uh, complaining that it's all the fault of sanctions. But they have a wise pig who went to college in somewhere else. He's like, actually, we're losing a billion a year to corruption. He's like, well. So what? That has nothing to do with anything. That guy tries in the beginning. I forgot his name. Doctor, he's like Doctor Pastor Brother or whatever. He's, he's, uh, he's a whole bunch of titles. He's uh, brilliant. His name is Brilliant. But he had a, he was like Doctor Comrade or something like that. They all something. Yeah. Who um, was like you know you, you, when you travel, sir, you don't need to bring a hundred people entourage, you know, hundred member entourages with you. It's costing us millions of dollars. Like shut the fuck up. It's the sanctions. And he's like, oh, I see where this is going. I want to stay alive and in a job. So, yeah, sanctions, they suck. They are the problem. And then he just goes along with it. 
But meanwhile, uh, so they schedules elections and there's a lot of sort of um, consternation around the elections because everyone is like, we're finally going to finally gonna, going to get a chance to vote, to vote out the ruling party or uh, and put in the opposition party. And people are very hopeful. But one person, one, one person, one animal, one anthropomorphized goat does mention... <laughs> <laughs> Mention, do you think the ruling party is really going to have a coup just to hand the government to the opposition? It's like, uh, yep, I think that was uh, foreshadowing because that's exactly what ha- what doesn't happen. They have an election. The As soon as the election results are even kind of in, it's clear that the government, that the ruling party, like, faked the election and, and called, out the, uh, called out the dogs, also known as the army, to put down any put down any resistance. Would you say they let them out? <laughs> What's it? They Were let they? the dogs out. Dogs out. Yeah. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> who? Who? Two, two V. And also, there's a witch cat uh, like who makes second, him a magic yeah. scarf. And the guy in real life does wear a scarf every time he is out, which either means he thinks it is magic or he's a huge Doctor Who fan. I don't know. Maybe it's like that, that scary story of the woman who had the neckerchief thing on that you can oh, never yeah, take held, off. Oh, yeah, her head on, yeah, of course. And he takes it off, and then his horse dung falls off because he's, <laughs> he's a horse, right? Am I, am I mixing the metaphors of this book? <laughs> yes. No, not at all. yippee so yo The election goes badly, and Tubi is technically elected, although obviously uh, it was all a sham. And they're also weird. It's like those elections where 140% of voters show up. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There are weird, two weird chapters where it's all just tweets. uh, And some of the tweets are from the baboon US president. Yep, because what what was missing from a book about Zimbabwe was Trump. That was an essential ingredient in this book. So the author does live. I guess in he America. was president at this time, though. I'm twenty seventeen. He, would, he, he was had just gotten into office. He wouldn't know what Zimbabwe is, most likely. Uh, oh, no. He he knows what a shithole country is. That's what he yeah, would call. That's it. what he would call it. Hundred percent. What he would have said. <laughs> that would have been what he meant. It might have been the country he was talking about. No, probably not. No, he did has a know? special name for those countries: African shithole countries. Uh, did you know when he was referring to? Nepal and Bhutan. He called them <laughs> like nipple n- and button. <laughs> this is my I think two I said that in an earlier episode. Children's animation characters. <laughs> oh, nipple and button. <laughs> like the, the failed Punch and Judy. <laughs> S&M cartoon. Uh, anyway, but those <laughs> chapters really didn't matter. Um, although it was well, they- weird that this is both based on Animal Farm, which it was, you know, a long time ago, and then... They're all animals, but yet they're using YouTube. They're using Facebook. They're using Twitter. They're using WhatsApp. And I'm like, how oh, do you type that with a hoof? It is not possible. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Well, that's why he crashed the car. He couldn't drive the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what am I doing? <laughs> he couldn't use his turn signal. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's why I'm all the buildings are one tails. floor, because the, the cows can't walk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh there's a there are a bunch of other chapters that aren't tweets but like similar like vox populi or whatever that phrase is chapters which is like random lines from the people like they're not attributed to anybody and you hear just like here are a bunch of opinions of, of like what the kind of thoughts or kind of statements made by the regular you know Zimbabwean person at this moment like who are they blaming and they're just like blaming this person I, I blame this other guy I blame both of you I blame you know whoever whatever and then the other tribe. Yeah, they get to that. And uh, 
the tweet ones, you know, you seem like responding to other people's tweets. And that was the most realistic part of the book because it was exactly the kind of asshole-ish comments that people make on Twitter. It was a very realistic other. Twitter exchange. Except there was probably too much, too much uh, well-punctuated stuff. Yeah, there weren't enough just directly going to, you are Hitler, <laughs> comments. <laughs> so then, like, but also, like, the, the wife, she just, like, dis- the, the former president, he's removed, and he's leaving, he's living somewhere else, right? He lives, I forget which country he flees to, but he's just kind of out of the story for him then. And the wife also just disappears. Um, yeah. Even though she, like, could make the sun rise or something at one point. <laughs> like, was, well, she, like, moved her hand and the sun, like, shone brightly or something for a second, just as a coincidence. And everyone thought, well, she's got magic powers. She also was decided one day she wanted to have a PhD. <laughs> so she says, I want a PhD. Yeah. What do I have to do to get one? They're like, well, you kind of have to, like, go to school for a while. I'm like, no, no, no. I want one now. Like, oh, yeah. happened so- in real life as well. She got oh, one yeah. in three months. It's a record time. Uh, the only it's a same you know Shaq Shaquille O'Neal has a PhD. <laughs> it's not I, an honorary one. Uh, is it from a mail order college? He he did a one hour presentation as his dissertation <laughs> on like sports media. <laughs> so the idea of giving PhDs or degrees to celebrities is not is yeah. not unique to the the graft of this country. Doctor Shaq. Yes, Doctor Shaq. <laughs> it's his first day. It's a great sitcom. But he bumps his head every time he goes into the operating room. He's just like, he can't operate anyone because the tools are too small for his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he can operate on horses. <laughs> Dr. Shaq, horse doctor. <laughs> so, um, it's all He could have been in this book as himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's all disjointed stuff, um, but then we meet the closest thing to a main character, and who she is Destiny. And a Thinly name, veiled. Um... <laughs> And what's another word for destiny? Serendipity? inevitability attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Ending. <laughs> but fate. Oh, yeah, that one. Okay. And uh, I have a beer here from Root and Branch called Life and Fate 12, the new class. Uh, that part's not there, but... Uh, <laughs> Life and Fate 12, and this is a double IPA. You know, I was at their brewery for the first time. Uh, it's in fucking shit part of Long Island. <laughs> it's like way the fuck out there. Like, they get an hour for me to drive there. I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to make this trip again. And it's under the train tracks. Like, I was there with my wife and kid, and then the train, the Long Island Railroad went by, and I was like, that's loud. Like, it's like this is a kid who just like shouts and then shits on the floor. Like, it was upsetting for her. Oh, look you. <laughs> Um, so this was, uh, I found their name, Root and Branch is named after something I never considered, a libertarian socialist newsletter. That is what anarchism is. Kind of, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. but, uh, so there was this, and they had like framed copies of it behind the bar of this libertarian (laughs) socialist magazine, but it was like, you know, one of those like hand printed mimeograph things from like 1971. A pamphlet. It would have been great if the articles were like, Che, hot or not. <laughs> like, if they were super, like the cosmopolitan of, of socialist magazines. Though uh, they probably they, would have hated Che. Well, Che, che was uh, pure... Uh, communist. Pure communist slash t-shirt maker. Uh, <laughs> t-shirt preneur. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was a cool place, though, actually. Uh, as much as it was inconvenient for me to get to, it was actually really Well, you can nice take place. the train right there. I could, yes. <laughs> Just take a ticket. 
<laughs> so this is double IPA. And now I understand why, like, on the sides of their freaking cans, there are, you know, like, paragraphs uh, and there are quotes from, like, Soviet writers and shit like that. <laughs> like, this one is well, a quote probably from, would have been pre-Soviet because they hate the Soviets, too. <laughs> it's Vasily Grossman, who was a Soviet oh. writer. Like, he was, like, I don't know fucking anything else about him, but I know that name. And I'm not going to read this long-ass quote because I don't care. Uh, anyway. It's actually one sentence in Russian. <laughs> It's, it's two words uh, that have just been have endings chained on. Somehow you could sense spring more vividly in this cool forest than on the sunlit plain. And there was a deeper sadness in this silence than in the silence of autumn. In it, you could hear both a lament for the dead and the furious joy of life. Oh, itself. this is this is how they open every episode of um, Arthur, the children's cartoon in Russia. <laughs> 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 this is where D.W. spills his milk onto his computer. <laughs> And they all they all mourned for their fathers who never came back from the Great Patriotic War. <laughs> but this is a very good beer. <laughs> this is a very nice IPA. It's a kind of I think uh, root and branches things. They make the hazy IPAs that are so popular, but they're not quite as sweet and a lot more like focus on oat, wheat kind of things that they work in there. But it's great. You know, it's also great supporting your favorite podcasts. And if you want to support us, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/DrunkGuysBookClub. Where you could give us money, in, uh, as all socialists want you to do, <laughs> and you could get early access to episodes, exclusive content, join us for our live episodes, which we're probably doing one soon, and vote in our book polls, get shouted out, all sorts of different shit. Uh, if that's the way you, if that's your thing, you could support us there, or you could help the podcast out just by you know leaving us a review, maybe a good one. Uh, you, if you want to leave a <laughs> bad one, you don't need to because. Like, they really hurt my feelings. <laughs> they're, really, they're really mean uh, um, and unnecessarily so. Like it's a fucking free product, you dickhead. Uh, <laughs> you, could, you could have turned it off at any point. You don't need like save that shit for Yelp and <laughs> go or, give a negative review to Joe Rogan instead. Yeah, like it will not matter. <laughs> you shout into that void. Don't fuck with my Spotify four four point five star rating. You you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell someone to check out the podcast. That'd be great, too. Uh, and if you don't want to do any of those things, you probably didn't listen this long. So, uh, deuces. <laughs> Back to this book. Okay, so roughly halfway. You oh, end rough? Up meeting... You know who says rough, Nate? Dogs. Doggos. <laughs> Dog. uh, okay, so around <laughs> halfway, you meet... What did you say? I nay? Thought... <laughs> <laughs> She's a goat, not a horse. So. Horses? <laughs> it doesn't count. That my other beer, okay. my other beer, Goto. <laughs> <laughs> so you meet Destiny, who has returned to Gidada for uh, for the first time in ten. Oh yeah, years. we never explained that joke. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> The name of the, this fictional Zimbabwe is G-Dada, or that is G-Dada with a da and another da. I that think that's say. one of Will Smith's children, is uh, G-Dada yes, Smith. It right? yeah. whips its hair side to side. <laughs> <laughs> Nate doesn't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and so <laughs> she's come back after 10 years, and she says she's never even Did you say 10 her- years? <laughs> <laughs> never even contacted her mother, never told her mother why she left, never even talked to her. She literally knows nothing, but she has decided to come back 
this is actually before the elections, I think. This before the, the election, but after um, Old Horse is deposed. After the coup, before the election, and she comes back and she... Over the woods, <laughs> into the woods. Like, it sounds like after the coup and after, before the election, to grandmother's house we go. It's <laughs> uh, to mom's house he, she goes, though. It's true. And to grandmother's village she, later. And she shows up at her mom's house, and her mom's not there, and everyone's like... Okay. They don't, first, they won't even tell her anything. But she's like, "Oh, she sees some neighbors that she recognizes, and some other people, and they like tell her some stuff, and then they event- eventually tell her that her mother went completely insane when her daughter disappeared. Her mother's name is Samiso. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Samiso. And after Destiny disappeared, she went completely crazy. It just became like a homeless bag lady, just ranting at people. Sounded like what it was and but she doesn't come back for a, a little while and then they find out some stuff but then they finally uh so uh and then the next chapter which was by far the most dramatic chapter and kind of the only good one yep uh <laughs> it was the only when, one where i was like let me keep reading because i want to as opposed yeah. to have to uh which is where the mother describes what happened in 1983, which is uh, when, when they had their... turned f- 50. <laughs> which is when Zimbabwe had... I think these are their first elections, or was it their second elections? It was basically uh, the first... It was yeah. basically the first elections where uh, Mugabe was actually up for election, something like that. Anyway, so 1983, the mother talks about how, uh, you know, so we had the elections, and the army came out and just literally went out to just repress all the dissidents. And so in order to steal the election and the mother talks about, she was, you know, very young. She already had the daughter. Yeah. She already she had, had the her daughter. As a, as a teenager. And, and then she had like overslept, but then she like ran back to the village cause she could hear that something was definitely wrong. So you like ran back to the village and she happened to run by her uncle's house cause it was closer, just a tiny bit closer. And she sees her uncle and his whole family just hiding under a tree in the front yard. And you're like, huh, that's funny. And then she goes and just sort of joins them. It's like, that was going to be a bad idea. Because the army, like some army officers, come by and they decide the defenders. to... The defenders. Defenders, right. They're called defenders. And these are all dogs. Defenders come by and they really just want to more or less just torture people. And so they say, bring me an axe. Oh, well, first, they... first one of them rapes the sister. Oh, yeah, that Drag dude. her off. It says, we have to ask you questions. And it's, if it's not clear at that point what he plans on doing, it's more clear later. And then they, you know, insulting them, like, you are not real patriots type kind of conversation. And then... And then he says, like, where are the dissidents? Where yeah. are the dissidents? You're hiding the dissidents. And he's like, no, no, we're not dissidents here. And then... He points at one of them, and his, I forget what his name was. It's like C or C. It was just his nickname was. Yeah, it's a son and C. a father. That was what he ends up finding. Yeah, it's the son and the father. This is, this is her cousin and her uncle. So the point is that you're, you're the dissident. It's like, no, no, I'm not. And so he says, bring me an axe. And the commander gets an axe, gets somebody, to one of his soldiers, one of his defender dogs to bring him an axe that already has blood on it. Yep. And then says, you take this. Chop your father. Well, one of you kill the other one. Isn't it that? Isn't it like... Yeah. So basically... One of you has to kill the other one, or we kill everybody. Yeah. They force them to 
in a way, more or less decide, like, one of you has to kill the other. Uh, because, and then, so the, the son is like, no, kill me. And then the father is like, no, kill me. I've had a good life. I've had a long life, a good life. Don't, you know, you, you, you know, I'm old. I'm nothing anymore. You should go on. And the son is, at first, he's like, no, definitely not. I'm not doing that. But then after enough pressure and enough, like, you know, they bring the, the defenders, they bring guns and they're going to murder everybody. Also, there's a whole thing like the father's tears and like, that's like another, like, yeah, they're all, everyone's weeping, understandably. And just and like, the, don't that even see how this has to go. Like, this is the only, this is the best of this all terrible options. Yeah. And that whole passage, I mean, really like paragraph where it's like, and the father's tears told his son that it was okay and that he had to do this. Anyway, it was, it was very sad. Uh, and so the son takes the axe and kills his father. And they are quick to say, uh, the narrator, that they purposefully used a dull axe so it couldn't be quick. And the guy had told him, you don't just kill him. You have to, you have to chop him up into pieces, like little pieces. You have, to, you have to like turn him into confetti. And so he tries to kill his father swiftly to make it quick. And of course you can't because it's, it's one of these cruel, awful tasks that only monsters can construct. And, and they all just watch and they, have, they just are silent. Like they have no more tears. They're just broken. And then when it's done, the guy, the dictator, no, not the dictator, the defender, spits on the floor and says, you have to bury him before that spit dries or we'll punish you all. And you're like, Jesus, fuck. There's another half of this book? Where does it go? And then it goes back to animals. And you're like, uh, never mind. <laughs> you uh, have to imagine that this was based on something that really happened. Well, I think, you know, all of these revolutions, that's like a big theme in the book where it's like, we have to protect the revolution from 50 years ago. The revolution has to be preserved. A major tool in that is like you need enforcers, right? Like you, you can't just have like the, the um, educated philosopher types that are like, this is what was really the best. Like you need people that are going to do horrible things to make it still happen. And you pick these like powerless, useless people in society and you fill their heads with this pollution about this is the right thing to do, and anyone who disobeys you is wrong. And then you give them a fucking weapon, and you let them loose. You un, you know, you unleash, you loose the dogs of war, and you fucking let them terrorize people. And that's there are people who all they wanted was to have power, and so it's horrible what happens. But like, this is not unique to this situation in the world. Like, this is a common no, thing. But I, I have a feeling this very particular passage had to be based on either a real event that happened in the author's family or something that really did happen but i know so little about zimbabwe that i uh couldn't tell you i feel like it's so specific that this is the kind of thing that probably happened it is like a real story that this author knows um either from her family or from somebody else but you, it also reminded me a lot of Rwanda, specifically the movie Hotel Rwanda. When I read it, I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Hmm. But that's the, that that thing of like the the bully type, you know, monster character making them hurt each other. That's in a lot of stuff. Like that was in Walking Dead. That was in um, something else. I just thought of now that had that where what was that Tobey Maguire had to kill the guy. Fucking movie. What was that? Oh, well, Spider Man. No, <laughs> like where he was like a. Pleasantville? Hostage in, uh, was it Homeland or something? What the fuck was that in? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I, I think it's been uh, used before. Like, you got to kill him or he kills you. And, yeah, sure. You know, 
that that's been used before. Uh, I mean, this this if this scenario, I'm sure, is v- very real too. But it's not, you know. If she made it up, I wouldn't also be shocked because it's been used before and like that, you know, whatever. But anyway, after the fucking son kills his father, and they're all just like broke, empty. Th- and that's not even the end of the chapter. No, no it goes because on because after that, the mother says, and then. We, and then we like kind of, they let us leave sort of to escape, I guess. But then I went to this other place and where they put all the women together and they made all the women strip, uh, take off their, take with their clothes off. And then she says, and I don't have words to describe what happened next. Yeah. And then she doesn't. But what she does do is she takes off of, she like re- takes off her dress and shows her daughter she all said, of her scars. She said they whipped us with barbed wire, right? Like. I think, uh, but that was like only the beginning. That was part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could no, only I, obviously they were she was to horrible, rape. horrible sexual violence. But in it, she does the thing she specifically does say is that they were hitting them and choking them in with barbed wire. Fuck. And yeah. then she's and so scarred she's everywhere over her whole body, covered in scars. And then the daughter, you know, the one that left for ten years, she says. What twins? Me too. <laughs> Twinsies. Yeah. Uh, and then the daughter takes off her dress and says, "Yes, this is the same thing happened to me in 2013 after the failed elections that led to no 2000 or 2008. 2008. I think it was. Yeah, 2008. Yeah, yeah, 2008. And that's why I had to leave. That's why I left without saying anything because I was so ashamed and so angry and so everything." And then that story is never even really told how, what happened in that year, but you can assume it was pretty close to the same thing. Yep. And then it cuts back to the fucking 2V guy, and he's, you know, the president dictator, and he's an asshole. Like, he renames every town and street after himself. Like, there's some funny stuff in a very dark way, but... That happened in, I want to say, Turkmenistan. He renamed the days <laughs> of the week, that guy. And bread. He renamed the months, and one of them was after his mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like in that fucking, um, what's it called? The Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator, where he nicknames everything. He names everything else Aladdin. It's like both negative and positive. And the doctor's saying, you are HIV Aladdin. <laughs> the guy's just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they... they the, Turk, the yeah. Turkmenistan guy, when you were like, that's a country? <laughs> and he renamed... He was the president for life. I mean, this is a totally different part of the world, but the funny, like, that's the funny thing that actually happened. He renamed every day of the week one of them after himself. And I, and I forget if, like, one of the months or one of the days of the week was after his dog. Like, like <laughs> comic nonsense, you know? But then in this book, like, Tuvi renames every street. And they're like, I live on the corner of Tuvi where it crosses with Tuvi. <laughs> In the southern <laughs> Tuvi district of Tuvi, <laughs> it's like it's like College Point and the streets. College Point has several streets <laughs> that you could find on a map. <laughs> College Point is the very remote corner. There's of like Twenty Third Street intersects with Twenty Third Avenue, Twenty Third Road, and Twenty Third Way. Oh well, that, you mean you also run into that in other parts of Queens? You get to a lot of that in Queens. Actually, there's like Road, Street, Drive, and Avenue of the same fucking number yeah. right next to each other. Like, College Point has it where there's like a 14th Avenue and a 14th Road. <laughs> like, right next to like, which one am I? And 
one leads you to freedom and one leads you to like the hills have eyes people. And <laughs> 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 like seriously, growing up there, like 14th Road is my brother and his friends called Zombie Town. <laughs> so it's like junkies and abandoned houses. <laughs> but so he renames the shit. He like he's gal- But it also details his other the other corruption going on, oh. which is what happens in a dictatorship. They just like steal everything for themselves. And there's a whole passage of just like a chapter of the waiting on lines for shit that everyone has to do now. We get to wait. Yeah, and it's because the guy who basically owns all of the oil or or basically has a imports all of the petroleum into the country is like, I'm just gonna raise the prices by Blah, blah, blah. And then he raises it by another 150%. And that's after everything is incredibly expensive and everybody's waiting online for hours and hours and hours. That was the chapter called the, the Q and Nation. Yeah. Q and on. Wait, that's not what that, Some diff, different type <laughs> of Q. Q U E U E, a nation. The only Q-U-E. English word you could remove four letters from and still pronounce it the same way. Think about that. Q. That's very specific. It's a good riddle. You take out yeah. 80% oh, of the word, and it's still the word. <laughs> like my penis. Um, so they, the, but then the people got tired. Like They were like, this is great. We voted. This is what we wanted. We were just a real, real na- nation at last. And then they realized, oh, no, it's the same shit as before. Actually, it's worse. <laughs> Actually, it's worse. Some people are even like, you know what? Old horse. At least we didn't have to do this. Like under old the horse. The new president's going like, check it out. In the mouth. Toilets. <laughs> and they're like, we fucking had toilets, man. Like that is not a new. Th- you can't tell me that's new. Like he's just so corrupt, and there's so much just incompetence that some of the people when they're you know the little random blurbs like the overheard in New York chapters. <laughs> They're like, hey, at least when we were a fucking colony and those white bastards ruled us, shit, the the lights turned on. <laughs> like they're they're like, oh god, colonies colonization was better than this. That's how bad it is. And other people are like you know, they're arguing about it, but still, like, people had that thought. This is we're a dysfunctional piece of shit country. And then you get another chapter from Destiny where she drives an hour away, an hour and a half away to the town of Bulawayo, or she tries to, she needs, she's trying to find it because that's where her grandfather lived, grandfather and a lot of his family lived, and were all murdered back in 1983. And there's a word for that massacre. It starts with a G that I'm not going to try and pronounce. It's like Gurukundi. Yeah. I, which is a real thing. It's a real thing? That real. It's a real massacre. Yep. Oh, that's okay. actually what it's called. Uh, and anyway, she goes there and she like speaks with their ghosts and she like finds out what happens to them. Uh, and then after that, she goes home and then she writes a book and it's called like the red butterflies of something. Wait, hold on. Let me uh, like know. The, I ha- just like I, the tale of the red butterflies or something. Maybe I didn't. The red butterflies of Jidada. There you mm. go. So she writes, and she writes this basically story of all the stuff that's going on, that's gone on in Jidada, also known as Zimbabwe. And then at some, what's it, anniversary celebration, she basically gets up and she reads about, she also they're, creates the wall of the missing. They're at, um, it's, a, it's a Remembrance Day where they unofficially yeah. 
remember those that are disappeared. Because at the beginning of the book, during the presidential rally, the sisters disappeared, or a bunch of naked animals run up on stage and protest, and of course they're all immediately imprisoned forever. So in this world, the animals wear pants. <laughs> they, all, they all wear full clothes. They talk about the dog's military uniforms all the time. <laughs> that must be fatiguing. Uh, and so she, at this, um, you know, anniversary day, like, thing, she goes, she, she stands up on stage and she starts to read it. Just read it out loud at the microphone or something like that. Or maybe she's just projecting. But anyway, so then she reads it and the authorities get so mad at her that she just keeps reading and keeps reading and keeps reading that they come and they shoot her. Well, the, the, the greatest liberation soldier who ever lived shoots her. Well, Duke I thought it Killington, was the guy. His fucking name was. No, it was the it was the guy who was born two minutes after liberation, yeah. <laughs> and he forever held against his mother that he was not born during the during the revolution, and he was never actually in the war. He just spent the rest of his time oppressing people, so he was actually the shittiest soldier. But he, like but that. he was the most dedicated, is what I mean. He, yes, like, he was the zealot, he, he, but yeah, he was never actual. Yeah. yeah, that he was like when there were. Uh, demonstrations in the streets when he was a teenager. He was like, I need to go fucking crack heads. <laughs> like, he <Yeah. laughs> this is my calling. He got a bad grade in high school because he, ref- he didn't want to read up uh, colonial works or colonials, colonial colonist works like Shakespeare. Chaucer, and, which to be fair, yeah. like, I don't know why anyone Chaucer does suck. <laughs> All right. Good idea for the punishment books. Uh, <laughs> All of whatever the fuck that was. Canterbury Tales. We had one of them, didn't we? I don't think we did any Chaucer. Did we? I don't remember. I don't think so. He, he has one the one fucking book. He has the one famous thing. It's um, and it didn't even finish it. He died because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> His own book killed him. That's the worst. So, yeah, not many people can claim that. Him, uh, David Foster Wallace <laughs> didn't finish. He killed himself during his last book. <laughs> Do I? I'm go- I'm googling guys. Just by the way. The Turkmen guy who renamed the months in the Turkmen Bashi, he wrote a book, <laughs> and I'm trying to see if I can find it in English. He, oh, if I Venmo Nate for another book with the name Turkmen Bashi in it, I'm going to get suspended again. Because <laughs> <laughs> after I Venmoed him with the, the reason was just Saddam Hussein, they froze my account. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Just for like a day, they're like, we need to find out what's going on with this. And I'm like, guys, it's, he's bought a book by Saddam Hussein. This is not in support of Saddam Hussein. They're like, okay, but if I do this again for another dictator, they're not going to believe it this time. This guy's dead, though. He's been dead for fucking 20 years almost. So, so was Saddam. Hussein. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but he lives on in actually, our hearts. I didn't know they actually froze your account. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just, just for a day. <laughs> really, Chukumbashi dead? I thought he was still alive. The the guy who the Turkmenistan guy he died in like two thousand five yeah. or something like that he's been dead a while. Fucking no, I don't keep up with Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan doesn't keep up with Turkmenistan. Like no one, <laughs> like Turk. Find that on a map. Like where is Turkmenistan? Like no one gives a fuck. It's next to Kyrgyzstan. It's in the Stan the Stan land. <laughs> Just where are those? Also, for the record, I'm also I'm angry that I paid money. Or that we paid any actual money for the Saddam book. It didn't go to Saddam. No, it didn't. No, it was, yeah, actually, if you go back and you look at the footage of him being pulled out of that spider hole, you could see our 17 bucks 
going into the <laughs> shoebox of cash. He had like a million dollars in cash in there. That's it? Got to wipe with something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back to this fucking book. He was prepared for a long time. Um, so after that, they come and they like kill her and then they like try and, and then what it also sparks a movement that well, eventually, butterflies. uh, yeah. And then a bunch, and then eventually they also kill her mother. And this is where I was really just skimming. So I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, cause I was like, this is, if the, why isn't this over yet? Uh, and so, but in the book, Tuvi gets removed and they finally get rid of their horrible, Dictator. We also, you know, we skipped over when he put every single person in every government position ever was a family member of his. Like, and he would go to various offices to oversee it. So there's like him showing them how to mix cement and him grading children's papers and him just like how to shuck corn. <laughs> he was just everywhere. Like, that's how ingrained he made himself into the whole world. Like, so the idea of removing him is ridiculous. <laughs> like that it could just happen. Right? That's that's the if the first ninety five percent of the book wasn't fantasy, here's the fantasy element. Yeah, but then they but then they get rid of him, and then Jidada is finally like, "Yay!" <laughs> and then probably sums more it up. Stuff happens. <laughs> that's pretty Did much you it. Say nay again. <laughs> well, old old horse does die. And go to uh, the great glue, glue heaven. Yeah. Sky, <laughs> <laughs> the Elmer's plant. In the afterlife, he is confronted with all of the dead people that he had murdered. He's like, I thought everyone loved me. And they're like, no, you're a dick. The end. And then it just kind of ends. And I really don't care. Exactly. And then that's basically the book. And Tholukuthi, the end. I highlighted that. <laughs> I believe it's Tholukuthi. Um I, I googled this. Like, Son of Fela Tolo Kuti. Kuti. There you go. Tolu Kuti. Oh. I looked it up, and it, it, I mean, it just I mean, it might be a real means word. Like, means and so yeah, or, like and so you for see. real. But they use they use it in a lot of different contexts. It's like this is true, essentially. And Tolu Kuti, it was there in the book a lot. <laughs> so what did you think of it? So uh, I thought it was going to be really cool because I do like Animal Farm, and because it's specifically about government, it's like government and politics, I was like, oh, this is just going to be my thing. And then I didn't like it. I really didn't like it at all. Or more like, not that I didn't like it at all, but I was like, I I found it weird. I thought the fact that they were all animals wasn't really that necessary. And that I just... I didn't really care about the characters except for one, but she was only in it for a little bit. And then I only kind of cared a little bit. And mostly it was just disjointed chapters that were, it's like kind of satire, but it wasn't satire enough. Yeah. I mean, it was satire, but it wasn't real though. (laughs) It's mostly just what happened. Yeah. But it, it wasn't that funny. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, kind of like I also, I mean, the main thing is I just, kind of didn't care about the characters and I found it a little strange and I found myself just skimming in the final third because I was like what I don't what, what is this so yeah I ended up not liking it also you know the author uh, based this kind of on Animal Farm but she forgot that Animal Farm's only about 100 pages which makes it a lot better and also but thinking like I agree with you that the animal part didn't matter because in Animal Farm, the animals that are chosen 
reflect something, right? Like Boxer the horse is the people who work, and it's a workhorse, and they work it till it fucking dies, and then they turn its body into glue. Or the ones that usurp the revolution are the pigs, and pigs are greedy and dirty animals. Like, that's, like, it all made sense in a way. Here was like, and this guy was a horse. You're like, does that matter? No. And this guy was a <laughs> crocodile. Wow, did he have crocodile tears or something? Nope, he's just a fucking crocodile. And they were also like human in every way, except occasionally it'd be like, yeah, oh, they don't, by they the don't way, he's live a horse. on a farm. They wear yeah. clothing, they sit on chairs and have furniture just like people do. Even like, the general can a dog, horse sit in a chair? Like, the, I don't think so. There was a scene when the general dog uh, humped the, his leg. With joy at one point, just for a minute. Like, oh, right, he's a dog. <laughs> it's like if Bojack Horseman had an episode about the Zimbabwe coup. <laughs> yeah, well, Bojack Horseman has humans, though. Like, that would have been, then you were like, maybe the yeah, animals mean something. Yeah. Here's like, oh, and then she talked to a peahen. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a funny word. <laughs> and then you, what does a peahen do? And it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Also, there were some birds that were just birds still. Or like, oh, she, oh, the dictator's wife, she's a donkey. I get it. She's an ass. We're not, is that it? Nope. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Sorry. Never mind. Because like <laughs> in Animal Farm, it is literally about the animals taking over the farm, which is the Russian people taking, taking away from the czar and stuff like that. But it, this wasn't, there were at no point where they're humans and then, then they took over the land from the humans and now we're doing it. And now we're like, we're trying it out, even though we're, we're trying to have a society, even though we're animals, which is the point of Animal Farm. That wasn't in this at all. Nope. I had an idea why. Maybe it's a stretch. I don't know. But I would say neither, none of us really knew jack shit about Robert Mugabe or Zimbabwe. I still know mostly nothing. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know a thousand, I know infinity percent more than I knew before, (laughs) but still not very much. And I think maybe that's the point is someone would say like, oh, I wrote a book about the, the coup after of Robert, of Robert Mugabe and what happened afterwards. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then no one's going to read that. This was like, look at this terror about animals. And like, how funny that is. And people read it and they're like, oh, that's fucked up. And you're like, this is all what happened. And people are like, holy shit, what? Oh, okay. So the this you're right. The the even the description on the Booker the Booker website does not say Zimbabwe anywhere. It yeah. just says like this is a tale about Africa <laughs> and animals have tails. I get it. <laughs> I mean that wasn't the exact quote, but it, but it was like it's supposed to be kind of like a fable for any yeah. country and about you know their situation. And, and and yes, it's true. That is like kind of what it's saying. Even though it matches. Zimbabwe so closely that it's like you just really wrote about Zimbabwe. That's it. Yeah, that's. Th- I think that's the reason. It's like you're like, what a funny like. What, the dogs are cops. I get it. Ha ha. And then someone gets chopped apart with an axe. You're like, oh, this this has taken a turn. I didn't know donkeys and could hold an axe. They use their they, in their teeth. mouth. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think they were goats. Oh, okay, that that, really, that was goats. The, you know, yeah. the anatomy of a goat and donkey are similar enough. My well, point stands. Little, maybe they were mountain goats and they had those little suction cup feet. <laughs> have you seen mountain goats? They have their their hooves make little suction cups. That's why they can crawl up those walls. It's creepy. Well, that's ridiculous. That's the <laughs> most ridiculous thing I've heard all day. And we talked about a book about animals <laughs> that could vote. 
I, but anyway, I, I that's, think that's my, maybe that, that's what I think it really was. It was like a way to, not to trick anybody, but be like, now, you know, cause we didn't. And most people don't. They're just like, oh yeah, some fucking dictator got cooed again. That happens. Ha ha. But it's like, this is what went down. Now, you know what's going on. I still think the animals are completely unnecessary though, because that kind of book comes out and she's a famous author. She she only written has written one other novel, but yeah, which was also shortlisted. Yep, and I, I read it years ago. It was we need or, new names? Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember it very much anymore because I read it you know a decade ago probably. But she she was going to get attention to her book no matter what. She's one of those people that somehow just like you know not saying she didn't earn it, but like she's going to get attention when she puts out a book. Like people well, are she, literary I, nerds going to read. She tried, she's, her first attempt was to just write about what happened, and then she decided that it wasn't going to work, and she decided to do this instead. Well, maybe it's just like it felt too real for her or something like that, but like... I'm sure that's also could be like a certain amount of processing. But I, I think for the general audience, like maybe for her, but like for me as a reader, the animal part just felt forced. It felt I really mean, unnecessary. I, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's, it wasn't necessary, but I think it was a way to get people to read it. No also, one's going to read a nonfiction farm. book about that shit. Or more people aren't going to. Also, in Animal Farm, the animals are still animals. They're like... They're they just like, can talk. That's it. Yeah, they just... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the point of the book, the end of the book, spoiler, is that the pigs sort of just start behaving like people, like standing on two legs and like wearing clothes and drinking alcohol and that's like, oh, that's how you know that they're different and that they're corrupt because they're just acting like the humans did. Whereas this, all the animals, they just act like they wear clothing. Yeah. <laughs> they do all the human things, and you don't even notice that they're animals until it tells you that they ululate, or whoever that word is pronounced. <laughs> the wailing noises. Uh, Ululate? Isn't yeah. that the... Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's what that is, yeah. I just think that it didn't... I think it didn't add anything. It maybe made it... I think it's a gimmick then. You know, and we, we talked about that with the other Booker books this year. Like, they need to have a bit of a gimmick. They need to have a thing that makes them a little differently. And the way this book was told was was weird. You know, it's this constantly shifting perspective. Sometimes it's very, very I mean, personal. Having more than one character perspective is pretty normal. It is, but like in this book, like sometimes you're talking about like the grand history of the place, and you're but focusing there's on this one little no person. No main character, like well, having different Thrones, characters. Yeah, you could have no multiple main, character. main characters, but this one kind of had no main character. Well, it had like Destiny and Tuvi, and yeah, but she was only in. They were only in it a little bit. Yeah, a lot of it is just like weird meditative shit that I didn't find compelling. I, I just, I just don't. I don't think. I think it was. It was more. Um, I don't know. It was just more gimmick. It was like, oh, this is a cool thing. You know, I'm not an English major, so I mostly rate books by how much I enjoyed <laughs> reading it, which is not the best thing to rate it on, but... Well, that's how I, the reason works. That's what the little stars mean. I, but it's the only thing I'm qualified to rate. <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not qualified to rate, like, quality exactly, so... I'm going by how much I enjoyed it, and how much I enjoyed it is really not that much. So, I agree. I didn't at first until 
the axe murdering scene. And I was like, oh, I now I'm re- now I really enjoy it. <laughs> no, that that one scene <laughs> now, it was like holy. That fuck. one scene was good. Yeah. Oh my god. But then at that point, like it starts becoming like then the revolution happens again, and you know it's, it's pretty violent and a lot of weird depressing shit happens. And like, this is because the first part, the first chunk of the book is like, it's bad, bad stuff is happening, but you know, Oh, it's a horse. So it's funny. It's almost like, it's almost like a comedy. And then it changes. You're like, Oh, none of this is actually was ever funny. This it's just funny. Cause it was animals. But if it was, if they weren't animals, it would just be like, this is a depressing, you know, tale of every grifter dictator. Well, yeah, I, I think that the idea of it, I think that points to the book is disjointed. You know, it's just these random things. And I don't think that, I, I don't, maybe that's a design decision she made, but as a reader, I didn't think it worked well. The other thing that I really found, like, not that I'm a defender of Trump at all, but like, was it necessary to have a chapter, a passage about the baboon president tweeting in the book, like, about Zimbabwe? Like, there was, like, other, or maybe a chapter about know. when they watched a police shooting in America, like, fucked up shit. No doubt about it, but like, isn't this book about Zimbabwe? Like, why is this in here? It just felt ones, that one felt a little shoehorned. It felt like bait. It felt like awards bait. Like, look at the uh, here. I'm I'm addressing everything. That's what it felt like. Like, here's some yeah. stuff. Oh, these I are mean, important I, things, I don't know and they Trump, are. Maybe Trump did tweet about Mugabe. He was a very good man. I'm well, told. We can't look at because he got he got uh, thrown off Twitter. Very good. People love him, I'm told. Why not in 2017? You know, he said I had okay, very big so, fingers. Hey, he's great. <laughs> like, I mean, Trump not was. that I'm a writer, but it would be possible to write something about Zimbabwe that was a lot more like Animal Farm, which is where you write a story about how the animals take over the farm, except it's Zimbabwe, and you've got more like the total dysfunction of Robert Mugabe going on. And it's really more about how Robert Mugabe absolutely fucked everything up, and then they get rid of Mar- Robert Mugabe, and, and it's even worse. That You could tell that with animals and make it a lot closer to Animal Farm, and that would might be a good book. I don't know. I can't find any actual tweets about it from him, but he did say, there's a video of him, he's surprised that Zimbabwe is under sanctions and his, his sons, Donald Jr. Eric, have had been to Zimbabwe on a hunting trip and had a beautiful experience. <laughs> hunting. They killed Destiny. The deadliest you know game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful land. Great animals to shoot. Not as nice as a Trump golf course, but it's nice. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, he might have said some dumb shit, but it just felt like... Why is this in there? It was just like a throwaway passage. It felt, it felt a little shoe. I feel like a good editor, a editor would be like, why is it, what, what purpose is it serving? Why? And again, it's not because I'm like, why, how dare you insult the, the savior, Donald Trump? Like, he's worthy of all criticism. But like, this book is about Zimbabwe. And America th- didn't give a flying fuck about Zimbabwe during this coup. Like, it was not on, Still it was not on our news. <laughs> it was not a thing that was in our, our attention. Even like Nate pays attention to politics more than anybody I know. Like, I don't remember talking to Nate in 2017. He's like, you know, what's fucked up, man? It's a fucking horse running a country. <laughs> like it never happened. So it just felt like, oh, okay. Is that is that I, like know, a little the, thing to the, keep the, the American were, reader paying attention? Trump ones were a little dumb, but I thought that the the, the sessions of tweets and like the voices of the people chapters about like the regular folks, I thought those made sense in the context of the book. 
No, the, the tweets, so the, the tweet no, chapters and the quote chapters uniform. were great. Those, those I thought were really, really effective, actually. I thought those were really good because you get to hear the... I thought that might have been my favorite part of the book, actually, because you see like the kind of comments that the average person makes, right? And the average person says shit that's like not really thought through or it's really, yeah. really narrow in what they understand. And so you have people that are saying shit. Like there's this one part where during the, the queuing the, the queuing part that someone's going like, this, this is what happens. This is why. And then they're saying some fucking racist shit. <laughs> they're like, black people are bad leaders. And you're like, oh, my God. Uh, what am I supposed to take from that? And someone's like, it's colonists' fault. And they fucked it all up. And then someone's like, yeah, it is. But this tribe is worse. And it's like, oh, I see. This is like how people act. They just blame shit that they don't really understand. They have like these half-baked things. And everybody wants a scapegoat. Maybe that's why it's animals. In this animals. case, it's an actual... Holy shit, it's why it's animals. Yeah. <laughs> Crack the code. <laughs> no, but like really, the average person, like you get a, like, especially, you get a bunch of like not super articulate and educated people talking and a couple of drinks in them and they start thinking they could solve all the world's problems, aka this podcast. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they just start saying shit that they, they have thought a little bit about. And that was what she captured there. And it's, I've been in part of those conversations many times. Like, that's what they sound like. Every single one of those comments is filled with issues, but that's how people talk. And I thought that was the best part of the book in, in many ways. Like, the, the best passage was the fucking horrible, the defenders destroying the family passage was like the best, like, oh my God, it's just gripping. But those, those tweet things and those, those quotes overheard on the lines, that's how people talk. Maybe it's how animals talk. I don't know, but it was it was very very. You just can't understand them because they don't speak English. I mean, the, the the problem with the animals talking is those passages come out very meh, or as they would say it, meh, and it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, it just doesn't work. Uh, anyway, just to believe, to stop belaboring the point. The animal part was forced. The book was just all over the goddamn place. I feel like one part was good. One part was amazing. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is up there with all the other horrible torture porn books you read when you read about these people who live through horrible ordeals. But it's just like cows. A little. It was a little bit. It was. <laughs> it was some cows. But I think if we go back to the, the rubric of what wins a Booker, this is like scoring very high on like political points and topicalness. And the experimental factor. Yes. But in terms of the reading experience, no, I would never be like, go run out and read this book. I'd rather just go read the Wikipedia article on Zimbabwe's fucked up last couple of years, and you'll get the same gist. You'll, you'll understand it. Much less horse, though. <laughs> that might be an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who should read it, then? I mean, I liked it. I don't know who should read it. I thought of the shortlist ones remaining. I think it's maybe not the best one, but I think it's the one most likely to win so far. <sighs> but we only have the Seven Moons one left. I think Maps was better still. And that, and yeah, that didn't even make the list. Yeah. So Cheated. As long as Streakle Walker doesn't win, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know who Yeah, who knows. Who was better than Treacle, than Treacle Walker. But, yeah, don't know. Well, tell us what you thought. 
Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter, drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened to this long, why not consider supporting the podcast at patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub or leaving a review or just go uh, making animal noises at people on the street till they listen to the podcast. It might work. And you can also join us on Goodreads. Tell the we can talk about books. <laughs> and check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Moo. Moo.